Hi, I'm Alex listening to Shh, I'm watching a movie where we talk through the entire movie. You listen to the edited feed where who would have thought two distracted people podcasting would lead to a lot of dead air. So this is just the good parts, you know, you listen to it on the car or whatever. If you want to listen to the full movie and use this as a commentary track, check out our other feed. Shh, I'm really watching a movie. Really is the added word. Get it? Okay. Anyway, let's start the show. Hello. Hi. <laughs> this is Shh, I'm, I'm watching, watching a, movie. a movie. I'm upset because I uh, did something stupid last night. I ordered cereal from Uber Eats. You see, I've discovered there's a snack store on Uber Eats. Yeah, that was a mistake. Called Fetch. It's like double left Fetch. Mm-hmm. And I went to go order once. I was with friends. I wasn't alone ordering cereal. But you know mm-hmm. what? Live your truth if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um. And we ordered cinnamon toast. No, no, French toast crunch because apparently that doesn't exist in the world and we found it at this Uber Eats thing. And I had to cancel the first time I ordered because um, I, I it was the wrong address because I wasn't at home. Mm-hmm. And it didn't say it was going to charge me. And this morning it charged me $18. Ooh. So I spent $40 on a box of cereal last night that I didn't even really eat. <laughs> <laughs> I had a taste and I'm like, oh, it tastes like chemicals. <laughs> so... Whatever, man. Kill myself, right? <laughs> like, I'm so upset. <laughs> That's so funny. You know what? It's my birthday tomorrow. Maybe it's just a birthday gift to me. Yeah. What a terrible life you lead. Uh, <laughs> so today, we're continuing what we accidentally created called the Shit Movie Spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> which is your joke, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be Mad Max 2, but I couldn't get it downloaded in time. We have things to do, so I also had Leatherheads ready to go. Leatherheads, which also seems like a Vitae choice, to be honest. Yeah, really, it does. But for some reason, it's, oh man, it's, it's I've been watching Sober. <laughs> You've never watched it Sober? Uh, no, I, it's been a lot of times I watched it. How uh, many times have you seen it? Three times, I think. That's a lot, because I remember trying to watch this when it was on TMN and I lived at home. Yeah. And um, getting about 15 minutes in and being like, this is pretty boring. And I'm their target demographic. I watched it in theaters. You watched it in theaters? I thought it was fine. <laughs> then I watched it because uh, my dad had like hack satellite. And so I watched all the pay-per-view movies for free. And I thought it was fine. And then a friend of mine was watching it. And I just kind of sat through it. So I, I've seen this movie three times. So I don't know if I've enjoyed it once. Okay. Well, but we uh, we uh, I think I think I think we need to set the parameters of a sh- shit movie spectacular, and it is you have to go at a time. You have to. Uh, the movie is something that we like remember enjoying, maybe, but not really. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a while since we watched. Yeah, it. Yeah. So this is in keeping with keeping the faith, which yeah. I very quickly realized I did not really enjoy. Um, the holiday before that. Oh yeah, the holiday. The holiday. The holiday. I felt a little forced by my hand because I wanted to do a, a Christmas themed movie. Yeah, and I should have done like a Father should've... of the Bride. Or we should have. We should have done the bit and just done Die Hard. Because you've seen Die Hard. No, I never seen Die Hard. Yeah, so we should have done that. Too bad yeah. we did the holiday. Holidays better, anyways. There's better clothes. <laughs> um, but though I will say that Bruce Willis, Mamma Mia. <laughs> Right. We call Yente Arriba Arriba. Let's watch this fucking movie. Right, We're not going to be able to finish it because I have to leave. Yeah. Uh, let's do this. All right, go. 
Um, a lot of blank screen. All right, here we go. Oh, an old timey opening. Yeah. Why is um? Oh, sorry for the people listening. I'm eating berries in mm. this uh, podcast. Um, why why is George Clooney so obsessed with the past? Is it because he looks like the past? I think so. Yeah, he's like, well, I look like a, a handsomer Clark Gable, so everything that I do should exist in this world. I think so. I think I think he, I think he enjoys seeing himself on screen in the past. Yeah, he must, right? Yeah, like a like a turn of the century. Oh, no, he's not turn of the century. He's a he's a forties, thirties, forties, fifties icon. Maybe fifties is too late. I say forties. Yeah, he's in the golden age of cinema. Yeah. Wow, football must have sucked when it was just upper middle class white players. Yeah, football must have sucked when look how big the stadium is. Like the football was never a stadium this big at that time because you couldn't see from back there. Oh yeah, there's no like screen. Yeah, like you mean the amount of audience members? Yeah, yeah. Has football always been very popular in the States? No, it was like a university sport. It was kind of like Ultimate Frisbee that made it. Really? Yeah. I mean, these leather helmets are fun. Oh, this is 25. You know what? You're right. Yeah. Well, I still wouldn't call it turn of the century. No, no. But so Jim Krasinski, John Krasinski, sorry. Yeah. I just mixed his, his brother office. Jim. Jim no, that's John. his name is Jim on the office. Oh yeah. I like he, the idea of him having an identical brother Jim who does who isn't an actor who just kind of like That there's a, Rami Malek has an identical twin who was there when he won his Academy Award. Really? It must have really been weird for him, but also he could score off of that. Yeah. But like no. already like so far it's it's um it's beautiful looking. Yeah. It, it's really well made. But like the it, joke was super lame that they made up off the top. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like, look how ridiculous pro football was in the 20s. Yeah. Well, it's like college football had everyone watching it. Because again, it was like a college sport. And then pro football had no one watching it. Because uh, imagine like what a pro ultimate frisbee league for my analogy would look like oh so is this this is the beginning of football what we're watching that's why a 50 year old man is able to be the star of it yeah yeah oh yeah see he thinks he's being so funny he's doing oh my god he thinks he's being so funny george clooney he just widened his eyes so intensely i think that is something to these bad these movies that we remember like he's doing it whatever whatever enjoying but like we know are kind of bad and it is that like Old timey shtick. He's doing really well. Like I, what he did wasn't bad. It just was like he enjoys himself. Yeah. He reminds me of like my uncle. Like he's probably of a certain era of actor where all he does is talk about his golden era. Like I worked with this person and that person and blah 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 blah. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe. Oh, Jonathan Price stacked cast. Yeah, because it, it's, it's like George Clooney's third movie. He's like royalty, right? Right. So we go Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. That he directed. Sorry. Also, we should add that this is the earliest we've recorded the podcast, so I don't know how listenable this will be. Oh yeah, guys, this is eleven in the morning. We should have. We were supposed to start at ten thirty, but I made a nice breakfast. It was a really good breakfast. Yes. As FYI, if you get like a nice like lentil soup, you can mix it with eggs. And I know that sounds weird, but it's really not. Yeah. Alex, you liked it, right? No, it was really good. It was really good. <laughs> I, I just had the thought of I wish I was watching Mad Max. Yeah, we were supposed to do Mad Max. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm. I don't wish we were watching Mad Max. This is like exactly something I would put on. You would put on? Yeah, because I tried to put it on and then I fell asleep. 
Oh, yeah, I think this, this is a this... male romantic comedy. Like, this is not for me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, uh, I feel like a male romantic comedy looks more like um, Gone Girl almost. It's not a romantic comedy. It's got romance. I wouldn't call that romantic. <laughs> Gone Girl. No, that's a thriller. You're wrong, Alex. The slow death of a relationship is not well, romance? I can see why this movie is two hours and 20 minutes, because we are still in the... Opening credits. Opening credits. Oh, my God, Randy Newman did the music. It's just two. We won't make it either way. I know, we're not going to. Um, That's a bummer, because if we started at 10.30, we really would have made it. Yeah, I, did, I didn't. I was still believing in Mad Max downloading in a time that would be uh, no. worth it. no, no. You're going to like Mad Max when you watch it. I think so. Except I'm pretty anti-Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, I truly do think that you're going to be, one, attracted to him in that. I understand that he's attractive. Yeah. I'm not blind. And then, uh, but also it's like. The not a single woman in any of this movie. Anyways. Yeah. And it's literally Renee, Renee Zellweger. Zellweger. Uh, I think with, with Mad Max, the star of it is the director. Yes, yes, everyone loves that dude. What's his name? George Miller. I wish his name was Max. <laughs> it's I, and I'm mad. Oh, this movie just becomes us talking about Mad Max. Well. Duncan Brantley and Rick Riley, directed by Jorge Clooney. Ugh, they talk old-timey and fast. Yeah. Well, why am I complaining? I love Gilmore Girls. I love George Clooney talking fast. Like he's you, really good at it. Yeah, like I you, wish he was on the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> like, like, did you ever like you? Saw, we talk about this. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh yeah, I love him. The the best part of it is him, just being the fox, like just being like making plans as the fox, like yeah, talking fast. There's a bulldog. So now they're having a fight. I didn't quite follow why they they for, they have to forfeit the game because they lost the ball. Oh yeah, because the kids stole the a ball. The kids yeah. stole the ball. And now they're going to lose, and now people are beating the shit out of each other. Oh, I like this guy. Oh, yeah. What's his name? I'm, it's, I'm, I'm blanking. It, did he, he created, um, like, Silicon Valley, too, right? That's him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. Alex Berg? No. No. Cause he... No. Oh, you're thinking... King of, of the Hill guy. You're thinking of... Um, that's not him. Mike Judge? That's not Mike Judge. He just always works with Mike Judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really thought it was Mike Judge. He's in like office space. Yeah. He's a that guy. He's very good at it. Yeah, he's really good. This movie is uh, how you say unnecessary to listen to what they're talking about. I'm gonna say glacially slow. It's very slow. That each scene is logging in at like seven minutes apiece. Well, okay. I you know what we I feel like slow gets lumped together with shoddy of like this is just like bad craftsmanship you think that everything's so long that you see her get into the elevator for no reason when like i think the point is she's walking well she's the only woman there, but they didn't frame it to show that right i think he's legit copying it to look like a way a movie would have been made in the 30s because like those movies are painfully slow and long yeah but they they are not well, good i think of like like the big movements are seeing like uh, uh, Eastern movies of like a Korean cinema or Japanese cinema is like 
extremely slow movies that are gorgeous and enjoyable. You don't even notice that the time's going by. Yeah, I mean, uh, like something like a Brokeback Mountain is very slow, but it yeah. works. Yeah, You could just sit there and watch them literally looking at sheep, and it's very lovely. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I was going to be Burning was 2.45. Didn't even notice it. Burning. I never heard of it. It's, uh, it came out this year. It's a Cor- uh, Korean movie. It's good. You like it. Mm. That man, what a fall from grace! Like Renee Zellweger, Z- uh, Renee Zellweger, take two, <laughs> was so successful. Yeah, and then everyone just decided we don't like her anymore. I never was on board with her. I feel like what it was was that her uh, Bridget Jones sheen fell off. No, I'll tell you what it was: age. There's an entire yeah. documentary called Searching for Deborah Winger, and it talks about exactly when women's careers drop off. And see, now Renee Zellweger is working back because now there seems to be um, uh, an avenue for people to work when they're over their 50s again. Because, I think truly because of Meryl Streep oh, yeah. and her success. And so they're letting women work again. But you have to be dormant from like 36 to 48. Like uh, mm. Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Deborah Winger, Renee Zellweger. Some women... Take or, time off to raise their kids. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of them just don't get cast anymore. Um, uh, my girl worked when she was older too. Did Helen Mirren? Yeah, Helen Mirren worked. Helen Mirren is a is an um an aberration. Like she doesn't match this because she actually wasn't successful until she was in her sixties. That's true. Like she was successful. That's she did true. theater. It was. It was. But it was like it was theater or like as far as like film was concerned, very she, much. She was probably parts. in the UK really big in film, yeah. but she was like a seminal theater person. She created a type of theater with um, I can't remember. They went to Africa. I, I can't remember his name. But she literally like we studied her Peter something. We studied it in theater school. She created a type of theater. What theater? Oh, uh, we'll I should know. know this. I can't remember what it's I have called. All people should know this. Peter something. Peter J- Bro- Brooks. Peter Brooks. Is that a thing? That sounds right. Um, I'll tell you. Hold on. Otherwise, she's no. Yeah. She. Uh, but yeah. I, I mean, I can. It's early enough. I just repeat thoughts at this point. Uh, like I could watch Helen Mirren do anything. She. She is. There's something about how she, what she does to a character, brings to a role that is Peter Brook. Yeah, Peter Brook. Yeah. Yep. That is fascinating, and that she, it translates to screen. I think as well. She's an incredible actress. But that yeah. being said, she would have been incredible. In her late thirties and her forties as well. Yeah, no, I give you. Uh, I think of it as like, uh, like if you, all stories are abstraction, blah blah blah. Renee Zellweger is very good. Mm-hmm. She's actually like marvelous. People just decided they did not like her anymore. They were like, her face is squinty. And then she did plastic surgery and she clearly widened her eyes. And everyone's like, what the fuck did she do? And it's like, you know what? Sit down, everybody. Like, I can't think of a movie I like Renee Zellweger in. Um, she's truly wonderful in Jerry Maguire. She's so good in Jerry Maguire. And she's good in Cold Mountain, which she won her Academy Award for. Cold Mountain is good. Sorry, yeah. Cold you Mountain. like Cold Mountain? I was yeah. okay about that movie. Um... It's slow and fun. Um, um, I just hate that. Spoiler alert, Jude Law, like, it, the whole thing is for him to come to her and then he dies. I actually couldn't handle that. I mean, that's what I enjoyed about it. Too much. 
this guy that's sitting behind George Clooney, I think he like had a really like decent career in like sitcom land in the early 2000s. And then it just never took off. For Which him. one? This guy or that guy? The guy that was behind the big guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll see him. He's like he, a character. He had, he had that chin. Yeah. He looked like the the guy on a sitcom that the main girl would date for an episode mm-hmm. and be like, like, he looks like a classic like moose from Riverdale kind of vibe. You know, if this movie was faster, it'd be very fun. Because, like, the idea of, like, shitty football is very fun. I I really think he is taking a page no, out think, of the tone of the movies of his era. I think, I, I think you're right, but it doesn't need it. Because this movie wouldn't be made in that era, too, either. It doesn't need it. And he is just not skillful enough because yeah. some people can do that. I'm trying to remember. I feel like I've this. Okay, doing podcasts early morning is just me having half memories. Um, yeah, this is hard. Um, this, is, this is legit hard. This is gonna be our worst episode. No, you always say that. No, stop being negative. <laughs> um. Oh no, they kicked the football into the band. Just because it's like a a college sport. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's they're bad at playing it. Like that's what I'm so confused about. Well, um, yeah, because there's like no real professional at it. Uh, uh, so the people playing it are people who aren't necessarily good at it. You know. Mm-hmm. Look at how that guy sleeps. The guy from yeah. Office Space. He's so funny. He's a good. He's a good guy. He's actually one of those guys that I wouldn't be surprised like wins an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor sometime soon. He just needs the right avenue. Yeah. Who is this guy? Uh, he joined the team because he's big. This is just straight up shtick. Yeah, he just punched everybody. And then he punched the guy that was telling him to stop doing that. And the way people get hurt in this movie, it's a full cartoon. Yeah, they like look directly in the camera with a dazed look. Yeah, it, I, you I, can I, see birds flying around their yeah, head. Yeah, I, I feel like George Clooney was like, they just lied to George Clooney about the cost of digitally adding birds and <laughs> around uh, that. And he's like, "We gotta put the birds." But like, I've watched, I shot up for birds. I've watched old timey movies. I don't recall people looking at the camera. I think he's doing like TV, old timey TV, as opposed to old timey film. There's no 1920s TV. Yeah, but this movie's not 1920s. This movie's like 1940s. Great. So it's just, even though it's set in the 20s, it's just George Clooney enjoying the like old things. <laughs> It's it's George Clooney like taking you to a shitty antique store at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean like why do stuff if it's not for yourself, you know? Yeah. He has the ability to make whatever movie he wants because he just got nominated. I'm pretty sure for best director for Good Night and Good Luck. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was nominated for that. Did you like Good Night and Good Luck? I thought it was boring. Yeah, it's bad. I don't know if it's bad. I just can't judge things like that because it immediately didn't hold my attention. It truly, it truly didn't hold my attention. But it's in black and white. I don't know. It had a lot working against it. <laughs> you can't do black and white. <clears throat> I did watch it. I like his David Strathairn. I think that's who it was. Strathairn. Oh yeah, yeah. He's really good. He was really good as the man. Whatever his character is, this is just me not remembering things. How are they making any money? So they're sponsored by a company to play as a team. So people who come see the team can see the company sponsorship as well. So now they have to... Go get real jobs. Oh, okay. 
oh, I see. It. John Krasinski is going to come and he's going to make it better. Yeah. But then George Clooney is going to be jealous. Yeah. And then um, Renee Zellweger is going to be the newspaper woman that's going to copy, that's going to cover them. Cover them. And then I get it. <gasps> he looks great with a beard. <laughs> Back it on the movie. Yeah. Slow it down. George Clooney looks great with a beard. It makes him look Italiano. He is Italian. Is he? Yeah, he's half Italian. Clooney. Rosemary Clooney. No. Clooney's not an Italian name, but they are an Italian family. He's he's um one of those hot guys that when I was a kid, because that's when he was at his biggest, like when I was in grade four, yeah, like yeah. ER or whatever, everyone's like, he's so handsome. And I was like, I do not see it. And then it's like you turn a certain age and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, George Clooney's the hottest man in the world. And I think you literally have to mature into finding him attractive. I'm sorry. Did you say he was at his biggest at ER? He, in terms of heartthrob status. <laughs> oh, okay. Like he was very big. Yeah, because then, then he was like, a real actor. I remember when I thought that George Clooney was hot because I never understood it, never understood it. And then I was like in grade 10, like going through the aisles at a at a video store and I saw the cover of um, yeah. Dusk Till Dawn or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yikes, that guy's so hot. Who is oh, George Clooney? <laughs> He's just classically handsome. There's nothing you can do. He's just a handsome looking dude. Yeah. He's probably got wild stories. I always had a theory about George Clooney. Yeah. My my theory was that he was gay. Because he has like a glo- close knit group of male friends that he loves to prank and stuff. <laughs> and he, all of his contemporaries, like a Brad Pitt, a Matt yeah. Damon, were married. And he dated um Stacy Keebler, porn stars. Like he was dating women that were a little bit like it didn't make sense in terms of like how knowledgeable and how intellect, like how academically smart he seemed. Whereas Brad Pitt was dating, you know, Angelina Jolie and, and Matt Damon was married. Like these married, like yeah. nice, solid women. And I was like, he doesn't seem like a playboy or whatever. I think that it, it felt like it was thrust upon him. Mm-hmm. The way that he spoke and how intelligent he came across. It was like, I really doubt that he is that type of person. Um, but then when he married Amal Clooney, I was like, well, shut my mouth. She's really smart, but she also looks just like him. Put on the wig. She looks just like him. Yeah, it's true. It's so fucking weird. I, I, I love the idea of George Clooney trying to cover up that he just wants to have sex with himself by like being like, hey, uh, Amal. Cut that hair. Would you be interested in wearing yeah, a wig? Or I mean, and also like people talked beard, about or? his single dim a lot. Yeah. I remember like Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock made a bet that he would be married by the time he was 50. And I was like, that is the definition of managers and agents scrambling to be like, make him seem really hetero. He's such a playboy. He'll never get married. Like, <laughs> it seems a bit too much. Yeah. I mean, I, I, not love, but I, it's so fascinating to me of like the history of covering up an actor being gay. And then the yeah. then the cir- the circular thing of like guys like Liberace or like Paul Lind, yeah, where their whole fame is on the fact that they're quote not gay. Yeah, they're so gay. Like I, I described, I, I wanted to do so you know, you know the Hollywood Square show mm-hmm. that I did. The original idea of it was that I was watching clips of Paul Lind, 
<laughs> on Hollywood Squares. And I was he like, so good? He's a genius. He's one of the funniest people I've ever seen. Because he has not only his character, but he's also very funny. And then keeps using the character mm-hmm. in ways that you like don't expect. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, like there's one whole Hollywood Squares where all he would do was we'd answer questions and start very normal. And just by the end of the question, he would go to like him being like, which of course is how I have sex with an elephant, which I call Mary Pickford or something. <laughs> like just like just throw a woman under the oh, like he clearly doesn't have sex. It just keeps calling this one woman an elephant that he's Mary having. Mary Pickford. I, it wasn't Mary Pickford, but it was someone was like, along, the, along those lines. So intense. That's actually very funny. And then uh, it's, it was so good. Actually, because I know that he's so fucking gay. So good, though. And he's like winking. And like he, he's on. But anyway. The reason why is I wanted to do Hollywood Squares, but everyone was Paul Lind. I love him. <laughs> now, just, did you watch the newer ones with Bruce Valange? Yeah, yeah. I fucking love Bruce Valange. Bruce Valange is not one of those guys. I love. Yeah, yeah, he's, but he's, 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 he's not he's closeted. Little, he's, he's a little, yeah, he's later than. He's that. in the eighties, so I'm like so annoyed. I wrote an article for the Beaverton about Billy Crystal t- staging a coup to host the Oscars, yeah. and I did so many jokes about Bruce Valange and Whoopi Goldberg because that was his era of Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Valanche was his head writer, and they took all the jokes out. And I was like, "But mine was factual. Like, my this is not. I wasn't just making those jokes to make those jokes. Yeah, like it would have hit hard for people who kind of were in the know. Yeah. But also, I'm always down for a Bruce Valanche joke. Me but, too. I love when we discovered that Marshall is Bruce Valanche. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now he's trying to hit on. Okay, yeah. this is gonna make me sound jerky. Yeah. He notices Renee Zellweger from across the room. Yeah. Is she that kind of beautiful? <laughs> I don't know what it is about women who tear down women, but uh, <laughs> I think she is beautiful, and I think she's very cute. I just think there. I have two types of pretty. There's girl pretty and guy pretty, and some women are more appealing to men. Then and some women are more appealing to women. This is like something I, my sister made up when we were like in grade six. Yeah, I'm glad you carried that one through. But for her, I feel like she's a little bit guy pretty because, like, I think she is very beautiful. But like, she's not like, oh my god. Whereas someone like a Drew Barrymore is a perfect example of girl pretty, where all girls think Drew Barrymore is really beautiful, and guys are like only okay about her. Yeah. yeah, I know. And someone like Pam Anderson, yeah. guy pretty, because I look at her and I think she's okay looking. No, no, no. Pa- Pam Anderson, guys are swooning on her because they watch The Office and they haven't felt, they, they haven't connected. No, Pam Anderson, with- Pamela Anderson, not Pam oh. from The Office. Okay, yeah. Pam from The Office, also guy pretty, because I don't see that one at all. <laughs> That's just guys who just have never connected with romantic media before being like, <gasps> You think? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, guys loved Pam from The Office. No, I was talking about Pam Anderson from Baywatch. That's guy pretty. Mm-hmm. She's a like perfect example. I'm trying to think. This is so sexist. Because I feel like it's the same thing for men, too, though. Like, some men will look at men and be like, I don't see it at all. And girls are like, ay, 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 ay. And vice yeah. versa. I miss 1960s crypto gays. Crypto what? Crypto gays. I don't know what that is. Like, like Paul Lind. Oh, okay. That's what I called. I was sitting there being like, all I want to do is talk about it because it, it fascinates me. Yeah, I mean. Like, who was the audience for it? Uh, it other other closeted gay guys. Other closeted oh, gay. There's an audience. Was it like women? Like, what? It, it just like, but it's like, who, like, who was like, I'll put this up. This is funny. And not understand. Did they understand the bit? Did they not understand the bit? Did most people understand the bit? Did most people not understand? Like, it's, it's so 
it's just fascinating. It's a fascinating setup for comedy that yeah. I never knew existed. I mean, it it exists in the same way now that like drag culture makes a bunch of jokes that unless you're in on the joke, you don't really get. Oh. But if you watch enough of it, you get it. You start that to fi- you get filled makes in. Makes so much yeah. sense. Yeah. So like, if you intake that kind of media, and Paulin just did, I'm trying to think, Liberace too. Liberace would be so amazing if he wasn't a pure monster. Do you know what he did? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, behind the candelabra is insane. Isn't it so good? Yeah. He made a man look like him. <laughs> as as George Clooney is doing the same thing. Yes. To Amal sure. Clooney. <laughs> Well, she already was born that way. Like, I no, can't no, stop you, seeing your you, eyebrows. And you don't You don't know a young Amal Clooney. You don't know what George did. She really widened her eyes and thickened her eyebrows. Actually, yeah. that could be. That's not actually a crazy thing to say. Uh, Though I wish it was a crazy thing I'll, to say. I'll, I'll leave 1960 crypto gaze alone, but I just want to tell you my favorite. Crypto pop- gaze. Like, okay. okay, I keep thinking you're saying gaze, like G-A-Z-E. No, no. Uh, crypto gaze. My favorite Paul Lynn joke, which is later than the 60s. Like, it's a, He came back. Uh, I think it was, like, it was the seventies. Now she's a little more out with it. Where he goes, uh, I hear you like to go to parties. Like he's on the Tonight Show. He like to parties. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I love to go to parties. For example, I walked into like some celebrity's house for a party, and I came in. I just said, it smells like pussy in here. I guess. <laughs> That's what Paulin said. <laughs> yeah, just the the pause. I guess <laughs> is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. He's a genius, and I love him. Yeah, is he going to Princeton? Is are we are we to believe that John Krasinski is of college age in this movie? Yes, he looks thirty five. <laughs> I know he's thirty five now. No, he must not be. I think he must be forty something now. You know, I saw him in real life when I was at CBC. Really? Yeah, it was when he was promoting A Quiet Place, and he was walking out, and I was on the phone with my mom. Yeah. And I just stopped talking and lowered the phone, and like literally my mouth went... (sighs) (laughs) I couldn't help it because he is so tall, so you already notice him. I've heard he's giant. And he's got like a big face, so it's already someone that you were going to look at regardless. And he was surrounded by a bunch of like small women, I guess were his like manager or whatever. And he was talking and he saw me look at him and he just kind of like nodded because he couldn't help. But like, of course, I was just like, oh. you're, probably, you're probably being like, no, mom, I don't understand. But you. <laughs> <laughs> you're like not subtle at yeah, all about all it. All of a sudden go like, I have a heart attack. You're like, you you are as subtle as anyone getting hit in this movie. I know. Literally. You look directly in the John Krasinski's. He also had this glow about rich that rich people or celebrities have, and it it's like a healthy glow about them. Yeah, they have the money to eat right. Yeah, like he looked shiny when he walked down the hallway, and I was like, and then I was like, I was about to film my CBC thing, and I was like, it's a sign. <laughs> it was, just get get John in there. Just be like, John, John, John. You want to do something real oh quick? Oh my god! Imagine. I wish. I wish that TBC was that cohesive and smart, like to use my thing as a as a promo tool for people who are just doing uh, the circuit. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna cut. Uh, yeah, cut- I, I pitched to CBC uh, with Connor and Callum of a uh, press junket game show or press junket Jeopardy, as we called it. And you know, like the press junkets where like they have like people in a hotel and they just like rip through a bunch of interviewers Mm -hmm. as we go in there and set up a fake game show for the 10 minutes and like go insane Mm. that's fun and then they they they're not a cohesive unit 
They're not. Like the people that... That's, that's, that's basically what they told us immediately. They're like, yeah. we love this idea. Whenever it gets made, it's going to do great. CBC can never do this. Yeah, that like, sounds like a, like, a, like a Tonight Show kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's so stupid. CBC could easily do it, but every floor has no idea what the other floor is doing. I know. It's like nine stories tall, that building, and there are so many empty rooms yeah. and empty floors to the point where when I was working at Because News, Gavin Crawford was like, Oh, have you seen VCR Mountain yet? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, there's just a floor with a mountain of VCRs on it. He'd say also, CBC, we have Wi-Fi now. <laughs> like, it's just. Yeah. I, they should just close down that building and rent out the top couple of floors of a building. I'm surprised, they don't, I'm surprised they don't rent out a chunk of it to, like, help fund the CBC. Oh, no, no, Alex. They have to uh, let that be dormant you know i was thinking maybe legally they can't because it is government like there must be so many tricky government you, issues you, you can rent out government buildings do it all the time in fact it's almost expected like the tobacco civic center ha- most of it's rented out then what is their deal man i don't fucking know but maybe they're not allowed to take the money that they're getting money off of no they, they can take donations they're a government it's it, oh it, that that's like the dev- if anything, a private company should have more of a conflict of in- not co- well. I mean, that depends on your view of <laughs> systems, but yeah, I'm I'm going down a hole already. We've totally so uh, not paying attention to this movie whatsoever. But basically, John John Krasinski, I'll never remember his name, uh, is into Renee Zellweger, and he just mm. negged her so hard. He was like, "What's a girl like you getting so curious about being in the newspaper business?" How did a girl get so curious? Yeah. And she's like, I'm not the homemaker type. And he goes, depends on the home. That's fun. I remember. It's not fun to be asked by someone. Now, as a woman, why are you so no, no, curious? No, 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 no. no you're, you're not putting. The, so I was about to explain why. I'm like, I know that obviously it's horrible and blah, blah, uh, Is That's so funny. Why is he there? <laughs> this is funny. So it, it's it's. I remember why I watched the movie so many times is because it's trying to be a modern screwball comedy. Okay. And it's, I love a good screwball comedy, but it can't do it. But when it, it shows, it tips its hand sometimes. Yeah. That it's actually, that, that it actually like has its ability in it. Like a mm-hmm. stopped clock. It's, it's right sometimes. Yeah. And, but then so much of it is get caught, caught up in this like, Mm. The slowness of it, where it's every if it was a true scooball comedy, this guy. Hold would on, is be... he gonna hit on Renee Zellweger right now? Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, okay, she's yeah. not. He's not hitting on her. If it, yeah, my point is, if it was a true scooball comedy, this guy would be a good comedic actor, like a yeah like an old comedic actor. Like every like every bit character is tr- is chewing the fucking scenery. Yeah, but no, they're um. But but George Clooney wants to work with Jonathan Price. So. Yeah, yeah. It's it. George Clooney doesn't understand. Hold what the appeal on. Is. He just propositioned her for a threesome. Yeah, everyone like the like the scene. The game of the scene is everyone's trying to hit on Renee Zellweger, but it doesn't understand how to do that in a way that's funny and not disturbing. Yeah, it's supposed to be funny. Like we're not supposed to know the implications of like right now that George Clooney's stuck in her room, like. Mm-hmm. That's scary for a woman. He's a stranger who will probably force himself on her, but it's yeah. supposed to be funny and jovial. Yeah. Because he's like, I think I'll stay here. He's like, what's your problem? I'm so hot. 
I, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think you can play it that way. I mean, this works because you're like, well, yeah, George Clooney, don't go anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. stay here. Mm-hmm. But if I were to put myself in the reality of the situation, I would be spooked. If she played it like she was spooked, there was a screwball comedy there. He's like, no, 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 I had other plans. Like, you know, like there's, there's like something in there of just people hitting on her, making her more and more comfortable, and then them immediately getting like, oh, I didn't mean like that. Oh, like if it, he spooked. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, you said if she spooked. I was like, she shouldn't play it. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm trying to think of how to fix it. Like, you, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being like, there's a screwball comedy in here that's very funny. And I very think he fun. thinks it's a screwball comedy. He thinks he is. He doesn't See, understand it, though. Opening and shutting of the curtains. Yeah, this is just, but it's also too slow. It's way too slow. Even Didn't for like they watch... the 19, like 20s speed. It's... Because the script is probably not that many pages. Um, if you're going to write a screwball comedy, you got to double the amount. Like It needs to be a 200-page script. Yeah. The Gilmore Girls' scripts were 80 pages to yeah. 90 pages. They had to memorize 90 pages of dialogue a week. Yeah. And it was also like, what, like 45 minutes? So it's like yeah. two pages a minute. Yeah. Which isn't impossible Sorkin writes that way too right like yeah. that's a West Wing I think I'll go you know, you, know who, you know who writes that you know who writes that way even harder is uh, Chris Levier <laughs> Chris Levier scripts are, if you do sketch with him because he like I think now I got him using like script uh, software mm. but he would just open up a Google Doc and be like line of like character name three words character name three words character name three like, just like keep like it's all back and forth mm-hmm. and you do like you do like like you have like a five page script and it's all just like back and forth like two characters and I'm like I don't know Chris this is so much. That's fun though. I would write like that if people let me. I feel like no one wants to read it. But that's the thing you can write like that. Um, but if you when you have to perform it on theater, you very quickly realize you don't need to talk that much. The the back and forth is fun. Like it's, yeah. it does the, the he's writing for the rhythm. Like he's like thinking of it. Yeah. He's going even farther than like being like, oh, I'm writing to get the information across. He's like, no, I'm writing it so it sounds right. But I think that works well for TV and film. But on yeah. stage, if you need like laughs out loud and blah, 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 that's when it gets a little bit tricky. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be done correctly. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool. I appreciate it. Look at him driving a sidecar car. <laughs> this movie looks expensive. Oh. oh, my God. Did you see that shot where he went by all the old timey cars? Yeah. That was like a million dollar shot. Yeah, like the uh, every everyone looks really good and it's really well casted. Just no one decided on the script. I don't think it feels like the script. I truly do think it's George Clooney was directing and starring in it because he's in like almost every shot, and he so he has to go do the lines, go back around the camera, watch it, go do it again. And you're just going to eat so much time, yeah, doing that, and then he can't just be like, he can't, he can't he can't just do the takes where he's just like louder, faster. You know? Yeah, why did he have to be in it? Well, I know that he sells the old movie. Like I, this yeah. was this like Rene Zellweger and, and John Krasinski weren't big enough yet to sell like a movie. Like maybe Rene Zellweger, but John Krasinski was this is like he was still in the office when he did he, this. He just wanted to direct it, but I don't understand why because it's not like he's like particularly flashy with it either. No, but he just likes directing. It feels more like you know what I think. He, I think he wanted to be like part of the production design team. Okay. What he should have done is got like a really kick-ass DOP and cinematographer. I mean, I think that, And just told them to good... take care of a lot of like the camera placement oh. stuff and then he could have done... The camera probably... placement. Because I was like, I feel like the cinematography is nice. No, no, I, I just... It's just... Yeah, it's nice. It, the cinema, it's just the dull. Color, it's just dull. It's dull. But the yeah. color of the movie is nice. Yeah, the nice. color is nice. It's almost a colorized sepia tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like colorized... Yeah, it's great. 
There we go. I'll look at completed. It. Mad Max downloaded. <laughs> but what's the conflict really? Like George Clooney doesn't like this, and that yeah, gonna... George Clooney doesn't like that he's not the star anymore. Right. And then, and then you also see the coming conflict of. I think the conflict's pretty clear in this movie. I it's guess slow, it's not but the conflict. The conflict the... Sorry, the stakes. Like nothing matters. The sta- uh, I think they try to do it with the scene where he's looking for a new job. It's like, what skills do you have? And he's got like no skills. Right. Yeah. 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 So and he so has he's like, to do this. so it's like the only thing he has is being popular at football. And he's not that popular at it. He thinks he is. The same way I think I'm good at comedy. <laughs> I the way I'm like, I can make it. We are making it. <laughs> is this making it? I think so. It's making it mean. You know, I was listening to RuPaul's podcast yesterday because this podcast has become me talking about other podcasts. We talk about it's the main four media. We, <laughs> I'm, uh, saying, I'm so excited to listen to a podcast that uh, Ma was like, my girlfriend was like, you'd love. Have you watched Homecoming? I think I talked about this already. Is this a Julia Roberts Amazon movie? Yeah. I mean, um, TV, TV show. show? Yeah. Uh, it was by Sam Esmail, who did Mr. Robot. Mm, Mr. Robot. <laughs> I, I love Mr. Robot. Of course I do. I never saw it. It's good. It's I, I'll watch it. really fucking good. I don't know if you'll like it, but I loved it. Mm. And it talks about like how he didn't really start till he was like 38. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you'll, you'd like it. And I didn't put together that so the guy made Homecoming and put together that he also made Mr. Robot. I started mm-hmm. watching it. It's like, oh, it's yeah, it is really good. It's like, but it's by my guy, Sam Esmail. And then she's like, yeah, Mr. Robot guy. And I'm like, oh. and so I'm, I have it downloaded. I'm so excited to listen to it. Oh, ha, ha, ha. I'm just like. Him being like, yeah, like, it's never too late to start is always a nice yeah. message. Well, RuPaul was saying that, like, the thing about this industry is you literally just have to hold on. He's like, because now I'm doing everything that I always wanted to do in it. And here we are yeah. 40 years later, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you just have to hold on. RuPaul is also, like, incredible. He also said that big breaks come many times to your life. You just have to be ready for it. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, like it's not just one moment. There's many, many moments. It's just when you everything is, you have to be ready. Well, that's what Oprah says, right? Like, yeah, luck is opportunity meeting pr- preparation. Yeah, yeah. Have you saw? But the subtitles had the count wrong. Oh, it did. Like it was like ten, six, seven, <laughs> six. Oh no, the guy doing the subtitles is having a stroke. <laughs> Please help me. I am having a stroke. Do you think the guy does the subtitles English as a second language and is not good with numbers? Probably. Okay. He's doing a pretty good job then. Yeah. I remember watching, uh, especially at the time when like bootleg DVDs were hot mm-hmm. in like the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching a bootleg DVD copy of um, National Treasure. Mm-hmm. And it had the subtitles on. You couldn't turn them off. Mm-hmm. And they were, every word was wrong. That's so funny. It was all like phonetic. Like, I enjoy that. There's a part in, in it where he goes. Why did they have to have subtitles? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was. Like they didn't have to. No, no. It was so fun. There's a part where like, like, what's his name? Oh my God. It's too early for me. I'm actually so sleepy. I know. This is hard. I am not a morning baby. What's the name of the guy who's in National Treasure? Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage. When Nicholas Cage screams to the sky, he screams something like, "Like Jack!" Like, the, like the guy who, like, the villain of the the movie, and then the subtitle is like Lake. <laughs> okay. So just like it's him screaming Jake, and then the subtitle is like Lake. <laughs> like it's all like that. It's so funny. That's very cute. 
This movie's so expensive. Yeah, right? Like, this train alone. So, like, why is George... He's living the lap of luxury. Why is he so upset? Because he's not the coolest guy in the room. Well, you know what? Sometimes it's nice just to be along for the ride. He's not getting the girl... Because he... he, I think he identifies... Um, uh, this is probably more thought than this movie had, mm-hmm. or it's it's now lost in it. He he's like he identifies with him, like that's who he used to be. He used to be and thinks he still is, but he never was him. Football was different then. Uh, twenty four is Renee Zellweger twenty four. Who's guessing who, how old he is? He's no, she's supposed to be shy of thirty. So we are to understand. She's side thirty, and then, and then John Krasinski is like twenty four and under twenty four because she's he's yeah. just shy of that. She goes, "That's a lie." Oh, 30. she's thirty one, and he's. Oh my God, Renee Zellweger is my age tomorrow. He's younger than twenty four. Yeah. He looks thirty eight. How are you feeling about your uh, birthday coming up? It's fine. Thirty one. It seems to be a nothing age in my books. Mm. I just can't believe that I'm like cemented into my thirties now, though. I do not identify. Wait, wait, you think something's going to happen where you're like, oh, 28. <laughs> you a letter from the government. We've made a mistake. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like there are certain things about being 30. I don't know. I like to wear belts with all my jeans now. I feel like that's a 30-year-old thing. My mom used to celebrate her 29th birthday well into her 50s. That's very funny. I don't want to be one of those people that like is upset about getting older. I truly don't. Um, I just don't feel 31 like whatever the the non-descript idea of it i had in my head yeah doesn't match up it doesn't make sense to me like i don't even think i look it's not that i think i look like young but i feel like do i look like i'm in my 30s i'm just very confused by it all <laughs> how do you feel your birthday's the next day not great you're gonna be 29 yeah nah 29 is great uh I figured out why this movie is so long. Every single football montage is twice as long as it needs to be. Because we see it through John Krasinski's POV, and then we see it through George Clooney's POV. Oh. So it's like John Krasinski's having a great old time, and, and George Clooney's having a terrible time. And it's like, that's cool. We get it. Mm-hmm. We got it pretty quickly. But like, Renee Zellweger is not feeling George Clooney at all. Yeah, that was, I like that thing of where he waves, like, John Krasinski yeah. waves, and she slightly waves back, then... George Clooney does, and she's like, "Uh huh." <laughs> I mean, I'm sure John Krasinski likes her because she's the only woman we've seen in this movie. There mm. literally has not been another woman who's spoken. I have noticed that, and I was like, "There's got to be another one." <laughs> nope, not yet, not yet. Like, I get it. It's the four twenties. Yeah, I want to say the forties because that's what this looks like. It's the twenties, but also, I mean, there could even be female extras if they do. They dare, like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, there's no women, like, even on the crew. Like, there was yeah, not yeah, a yeah. single female name yeah, yeah. in the credits at the beginning. Yeah. It is. It is this was all white men. Male. Only white men yeah. worked on this movie. Yeah, this is why George Clooney doesn't do films anymore, because he's probably like, everything's changed, and I don't understand it. George Clooney probably has some insane opinions about Me Too. Do you think? Maybe not. I mean, his wife is literally a oh, human yeah. rights lawyer. That's probably true. I don't think so. I'm sure... He I mean, Matt Damon. Matt Damon does. 
if Matt Damon does it for sure, George Clooney does. Yeah, too. maybe he does. Yeah, Matt Damon has a lot of opinions. Mm-hmm. He had like an opinion about like POC in films too. Oh yeah. Did you, you ever? That was that Green Light or whatever. It was the yeah, yeah. Project Green Light. I never oh, saw man. the show, but I watched that clip. Man, that show is hilarious because it's they're making absolute trash. Yeah, the movies suck. Oh no, they were making the worst of of Green Light that year. Oh, it was so funny. It's maybe one of the funniest things. And the, you, you know who came off the best in that whole thing? Mm. Was uh, the like line producer they had. Mm. Who was like, did so much work. And uh, she was a black woman who like pushed back and being like, hey. like I think that's the woman that spoke yeah, yeah, yeah. out against him. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think she I comes off like looking like a hero in that thing. Because she is the only competent person the whole time. Oh, that's funny. I mean, oh, I spilled blueberry juice on my bed. Yeah. Um, are they gonna kiss or what? Also, what is Renee Zellweger waiting for? Like a hotter football player to hit on her? Yeah. Because she has George Clooney and John Krasinski. How far are we through this movie? What is her problem? We're a two, about, just past a third. Yeah. We're just past a third. Oh, this movie's bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is bad. I don't know, but I still find there's more to talk about this movie than in Keeping the Faith. Yes. Keeping the Faith was hard. <laughs> this is hard for a different reason. But there's a lot of like meat to like the gravitas of the people that work in this movie. Yes. You know what? This might be an interesting podcast, but it's miserable for us. <laughs> yeah, this is not fun. That guy's really familiar. I think he was in like Jersey Boys or something. Yeah. There's a lot of there's Jersey a lot Boys of familiar was, faces. Did you watch Jersey Boys the musical? No, I didn't. So, um, it's uh terrible, and I it, it won all the awards, and I thought it was going to be so good, and it's like beyond cheesy, like a like something that would be at the Andy Williams like um, Brantville or whatever that his thing is called. Like he had Andy Williams, the guy that sings Moon River, has. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did it on The Simpsons. They went to Branson, Branson, Missouri. Yeah. yeah, like that's what it feels like. It feels like that quality of show. And I won all these Tony Awards. And I was like, at the end, everyone gave it a standing ovation, and I legitimately was sitting there being like, I refuse. Like I know that the actors did a really good job, but I can't applaud on my feet for this terrible musical. Yeah. And no one has this opinion. People friggin' loved it, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Four seasons have good music, but that does not a musical make. Yeah, no. Uh, it's cheesy as shit. I mean, of course it is. He already surrendered. Uh, so he fell asleep in the foxhole in World War One. It got taken by it got taken by the Germans. They didn't notice that he was there. He got scared. Uh, he got scared and then uh, surrendered and all the Germans thought he was on their side and went oh I guess we're surrendering and they all surrender because they're all scared as well oh and so he becomes a war hero okay and that's why everyone celebrates him because he's this like war hero but he's not really he no. just made a mistake yeah he's really they, they, they're playing it like it's giving him pathos but I think it's more fun if he's confident and I mean, are we supposed to not like him eventually because we obviously want her to get with George Clooney? Because there's nothing unlikable about him. No, I think they're supposed to like him. But Is she going to kiss him on the mouth? Again, it's just misunderstanding a screwball comedy that, like, 
you, you, you want to not like both of them. I yawned into the mic. Oh, boy. You're going to have to cut that out. And they, again, it's like misunderstanding a screwball comedy because you want to like not like both of them, you know? Right. It's, like, it's fun to have two jerks chasing a, a competent woman is a fun screwball comedy setup. I just wonder why George Clooney would say, like, this is the movie I want to make. He, he's blinded by old-timey bullshit. I, I, I just feel like him, Jennifer Aniston, these are people that literally could make any movie that they want because they're such big stars. And, and they make they, really boring, yeah. Like, Jennifer Aniston's career really confuses me. Yeah. And I, I know that she probably has things working against her because she's such a celebrity, mm. but I, I'm pretty sure she just has bad taste because I think she could have worked in any movie she wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, at yeah. least romantic com- Like, why isn't she working with, like, a Judd Apatow? She would kill it in a Judd Apatow movie. Yeah, she would destroy it. I know. Movie. I know. She'd be really good. And that feels, like, on her taste, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, like, maybe she's just so rich. Yeah. She's just so disconnected. I think she wants to do a Nancy Myers movie real bad. I think that's what she truly wants. Oh, my God. Why isn't she in a Nancy Myers film? Is everyone supposed to be young because they all look a thousand? She's 31. He's 45. Like, age has played into this movie in some way. Yeah. Like she's making fun of the the Brianna Templeton-looking woman for being like, she's 20. There's going to be at least 21 to get in a place like this. Well, she looks 26, the yeah. Brianna Templeton one. She looks 38, I'd say, when yeah. I was over 38, 39. Um, George looks George looks younger than 45 I'd say no, looks on the money 45 yeah and John Krasinski looks a solid 35 yeah I don't know why this bothers me so much it just does but I guess that's also uh, your classic. birthday's tomorrow oh yeah my birthday is tomorrow <laughs> who's shooting who the, so they were in the speakeasy the cops show up and they're running away from the cops and they're dressed as cops running away they did a whole uh, uh, and like were they about very to, slow slapstick they were yeah. like about to make out in the pool or something or in the sauna in the uh, speakeasy but why is she all of a sudden into George Clooney? Did I miss that? Uh, yeah, when when they talked about their age and getting older in the speakeasy. When we were talking about... Like, oh, I see. So she feels too old for John Krasinski. Yeah, yeah. Live your life, man. You don't have to settle if you don't want to. This, this is a- not where I thought the film was going to go to. And I think Johnny is like a very famous like theater actor. He's very familiar looking. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Listen, Alex, I get it. You love this movie. I don't love it. It's just there's elements like that where I'm like, it's a modern screwball. It's very fun. Why is George Clooney making that stupid face, though? I mean, they didn't have to say they didn't want to live anymore. They could have just jumped. Also, that would be a very scary jump. It'd be so fun. (laughs) But, like, what is this movie? It's not sure what it is either. It wants to be that screwball. For some reason, it refuses to be. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also, it's just just a beat too slow. Like, I, I should put this on like 1.5 times speed. It would be, <laughs> it would be more, better. It would be more watchable. Listen, it's got to be Gilmore Girls. And I know. No, I know. You're right. I talk about it a lot. But <laughs> I talk about it too much because I talk about it um, in my writing class, too. Because even if you don't like it, it's really well written. It's not. It is. Amy Sherman Palladino writes a fine show. It's all over the fucking map. It's not. How have you watched it? Yes. All a of a startling it? amount of it. 
Because when was Nat- Natalie, when we're in the midst of breaking up, would just watch it on hours. So I've watched a lot of Gilmore Girls. Well, whatever. You ready? Why are you showing? You're showing me your own Insta stories. No, like, this is Anne's Insta, Insta stories. stories. Okay. Which is similar to mine. Look how tan I look in this one. Okay. We can't be doing this. <laughs> I know we're ending it soon anyways. <gasps> They're going to kiss. Finally, she kisses him before John Krasinski. He directed it. <laughs> Who would you rather kiss, Alex? I think Clooney. I think so, too. I think... Mm, no. John Krasinski would be better at sex. John because... Krasinski looks too much like me for me to kiss him. <laughs> I don't, I don't have that Clooney Amal sexual chemistry. I'll tell you why I think John Krasinski. Because he's hot, obviously. But I feel like it's a kind of hot that like maybe not everyone realized right away. It maybe took a couple of years for people to be on board with John Krasinski. It just took you a couple of years. Whereas George Clooney, people thought was hot immediately. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. I mean, like, maybe John Krasinski wasn't as hot in high school. Whereas George Clooney was hot in high school. I think John Krasinski was Christian. Like, very Christian. Really? Yeah. I, I don't like know. I'm maybe misremembering. Anyways, I'm why sleepy. does being hot play into this? Because I feel like when if you don't feel as attractive, you work hard at being good at sex. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. Oh yeah, I've slept with a couple of very like mainstream hot looking people, mm-hmm. and they are okay <laughs> at doing stuff. Whereas the little gremlin ones are top notch. <laughs> oh, that's so cheap. <laughs> he said maybe I'll eat 20 bucks on the bed stand That's not enough What a classic insult She's too old for you <laughs> See there's just little beats in it George Clooney So he goes you're too old for him And then she turns to George Clooney and says You're too old for me And then George Clooney goes well, You got me on that one <laughs> And the way he said it Man it makes me want him to do like a real comedy Yeah Cause this is not a comedy no, but like, it like you know what I mean. It could be. It could not, be a it's comedy. Not like, no, but I want him to do a modern comedy. Yeah, comedy. Why are people casting George Clooney in comedies? This is how I feel about. He's literally on fire. What is this movie? Where did that happen? I like looked up for a second. Yeah, I'm not sure. I was looking at you. Oh uh, yeah, Alex likes to look at me while I watch it, and I look at this thing, and I, it makes me feel weird. <laughs> Hello. Stop looking at me. <laughs> You're one of those people. You look I, at people I, when you watch stuff? I think it's because I was like kind of deaf as a child. And so I just, it's instinct to like look at someone when I'm talking to them. Yeah. So I can like read their lips and they're talking back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Wait, are you time. not deaf anymore? Uh, Not really. My hearing is better than it was as a child. How did you? The heels. Wow. As you grow. Like if I had that damage now, I wouldn't grow and be able to heal the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, boy. I'm getting sleepy poo. We have to end this soon. Yeah. How, I can't even guess how this is going to end. I'm not even joking. I Does can't. she get with George Clooney? I don't think she gets either. I think it, it, if I recall correctly, it ends with them fighting during a football game. She doesn't get with either? I think she just kind of leaves. But then at the very, very end, she gets with George Clooney. I think so, yes. He's funny when he says, like, come on, buddy. Yeah. He has a come on buddy face that I find very entertaining. Let's skip to the end and see what happens. Kinda. Okay. <laughs> but do we want to watch this fight? I was, you know it's gonna be dumb. I just want to see two seconds of it. Okay. Okay, so John Krasinski and George Clooney are gonna fight. 
See, it could be a good That's comedy. That's very funny. Okay, yeah, now fast forward. I don't think it's going to get any better than that. That was very funny. So, so yeah, goes, the big you're, game. You're the injured party. You get the first punch, and then John Krasinski just punches the shit out of George. See, if I were going to do it, I would have him, like, never stop pummeling him. And he's like, okay, okay. Okay, so the Bulldogs win. Yeah. I'm guessing they didn't think that they would win. Is it because yeah. John Krasinski's not there? No, he's there. I think. Oh, does she hook up with him? <laughs> that was funny. There's a lot of, like, funny... If this was the Gilmores, and I'll talk about another podcast, the Gilmore Guys, where they talk about, like, how does Gilmore Girls make you laugh? They call it, like, a gilly chuckle. You don't, like, laugh out loud. You just kind of go, like, huh, that's funny. And that's what this movie is. Yeah. It's a gilly chuckle. They're friends now. They have very good chemistry. Mm-hmm. They should kiss. Kiss. <laughs> kiss. 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 So you, I think you like this movie more than you thought you did. Yeah, I like it a little bit. It's still really boring, though. Oh, yeah. It's not great. But um, the parts that are funny are funny. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's why that's I watch it so many times. Is it's, you know, you like, you like a movie you can fall asleep to. This is my version of that movie. Yeah, I mean, I'd fall asleep to this within I get like a minute in. It's just not enough action for me. Like keeping the faith has action in it. Excuse me. Like literal action. Like Ben Stiller and Jenna Elfman have a montage of them having sex for like <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> Long montages feel like the mark of a bad movie. They don't have one montage in Keeping the Faith. They have several. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, there were a lot of montages in this movie. Yeah. What movie was I watching where I was like, this is a good montage? We'll never remember. I wish I could take my bike to yoga, but it's way too low on the tire. Unless I bike downhill and then it's not a big deal and I fill it up when I go home. What do you think, Alex? <laughs> I don't know. Edit this out. <laughs> All right. You want to call this? Hold on. I want to see the very end. Look at these great comedic beats that show up out of nowhere that are just too slow. Her trying to start this. Yeah. Could they put their mouths on each other again? Okay, yeah, she does end up with no one. I was right. No, no, he's getting in her sidecar. No, uh, but she's, they're not like together. Together, it's kind of like hooking. He up. has much better chemistry with. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I kind of like I like I'm rewatching it. I remember why I watched this movie three times. <laughs> Because I'm watching the game, like, why do I watch this movie so, so much? And then now the end, I'm like, oh, yeah, because there's so many she, weird little things. She tells him to get into the sidecar. And he's like, I don't think so. So he's going to get on the back of her motorcycle. And then he goes into the back and falls off immediately. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. And then they switch and it's him driving and hers on the back. That's really stupid. Maybe because she can't actually drive a motorcycle. That's very possible. He looks I, really hot with those sunglasses. I, like, like, like I said, I, I, there's, yeah, watching this, I remember why I watched this movie so many times. Where I have like being like, oh, it's fine. I don't like that they switched last minute to him. Oh yeah, driving. it's that a was lot stupid. of bullshit. But you, you get, I'm, I'm talking about the movie as a whole or the poll we watched. <laughs> You should be warned by the way that you're holding me right now. You're choking me. And that's the last line of the film. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. What did you, how'd you feel about it? This is an unbelievably long shot of oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. I don't remember. Step. I truly do not remember it being this slow, but I 
am enjoying what it is. Oh, now we're watching pictures of their wedding. wedding? Yeah. Unnecessary. I Means the credits. So like. Still though, like that's expensive. Yeah. That means they filmed a wedding scene. Yeah. Yeah, it does mean they filmed a wedding yeah. scene. Yeah. That means that Renee Zellweger had to go in and get fitted for a wedding dress. Oh. Anyway, how do you feel this movie? Uh, like the laughs that I got out of it were quality. Uh, but so boring. Yeah, it's a rough go. And like so white male. Oh yeah. This yeah. is this is a dead type of movie. That is very true. It's so white. There was there was one black guy who was clearly there because there was probably only one black person in in the. Uh, Football world at that time, so I get uh, that. Oh, the unit production man- manager is Barbara A. Hall. Oh, okay, there so there was, was least, one least woman one. in the crew. Great, great, great. Yeah, for there to be zero women working, women working on this. Oh, here we go. Krista is an art director. Good job, Krista. Anyway, I I both have to go to the washroom, and yeah. you gotta go. Okay. So we're sorry. Uh, we'll be back next week with a. Uh, well, we technically finished this movie. Technically, we'll be back next week with a harder pick. I think we should start doing double movies. We should start doing um. Like themes? Mamma Mia. Ooh, we should do Mamma Mia. Uh, I'll call up Cal. We'll, we'll get caught up. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.